we are in the condition we are in, in the state of ignorance we are in, in the state of war, in the state of economic depression, in the state of depletion of the resources of our planet because of the greed of psychopaths who thought they could create their own reality. Well, look at the reality they created. You're listening to The Truth Perspective on the Soft Radio Network, the world for people who think. Saturday, September 12th, 2015, and welcome to The Truth Perspective, everyone. I'm your host, Elon Morgan, and with me here in the studio today, we have SOT editors Shane Lachance. Hi, everybody. William Bobay. Hello, everyone. And Karen. Hi. Today, we're going to discuss our new dystopian reality for the many changes we've seen in the world and in the U.S. since 9-11 occurred 14 years ago yesterday. It really does feel like we've entered a different timeline or trajectory since the events of that day. And even when we're speaking to people who are not so informed or factual uh, and have objective news and information, there's a, a sense you can get from them that the world has simply gone crazy. And 9-11 marked the beginning of that shift towards greatness. Some of this is because of the messages we get from the propaganda machine and media, of course, they want us to think that the world is crazier, more dangerous than ever before, so that you'll put greater trust and faith in the U.S. government in order to protect you and keep you safe. But then there's the fact that the same moneyed and power-hungry interests are the ones that are helping along the craziness. That and what seems like a huge uptick in insane and psychopathic behavior all around, like the floodgates of irrationality, callousness, and outright malevolence are rearing its head in ways we've never seen before. There are a whole host of people, of course, who are so focused on their own lives, so narrow in their scope of awareness and distracted by the ephemeric pleasures of life that nothing seems to touch them. We're surrounded by it. It beckons, and we've got to be on guard of its potential to suck us in. Still, for those who are paying attention on at least some level, what seems undeniable is that there is something very wrong with the big picture even if many folks can't quite put their finger on it and what it is, and even if there have been big problems in the world before September 11, 2001, there has been unprecedented changes in laws in the U.S., geopolitical developments, and a drastic decline in social justice and social services and just sanity in general, it seems. It also seems like anyone and everyone who is willing to be critical of the changes we're seeing is under the threat of being labeled a terrorist and vilified. So that's where we are, more or less. Well, I think the description that you gave, Elon, you know, is, is really spot on. And, you know, it's just like a completely different world uh, that we live in since 9-11. Uh, I, I kind of came into adulthood uh, when, when 9-11 happened. And, um, you know, for me, you know, I know that that was... Uh, before that, I hadn't really known anything about politics at all um, or you know, things going on in the world. And, yeah, I think that that did start um, the process of, you know, looking at what was going on in the world stage and starting to question things. And you know, we might get into 
some of the we're, we're going to get into some heavy you know some of the more um, uh, unfortunate things that we've seen as a result um, but you know, towards the end of the show we might talk about some of the the positive things and you know and that can be to you know try to wake up and, and see you know what is going on in the world um, but if there is this whole generation uh, of, uh, of of children um, and some of who are now adults, who own the the only world they really know is the one after 9/11. Um, yeah, and I think to some extent, you know, I'm, I'm included in that generation. Um, yeah, it's it's basically you know the the millennials, and um, yeah, it just feels like you know there is a lot of detachment uh, from society, you know, engagement in you know our, our social networks uh, instead of you know real uh, direct um, interaction with people. And yeah, I think that can be that's one of the many uh, symptoms of just this this uh, uh, invasive pathology that's you know really infected uh, all of our society. Um, you know, we're constantly dissociated and you know, connect to you know, these devices, and uh, it serves a you know, really useful distraction uh, from looking at all the horrific things that are happening uh, in the world. Um, well, you know, you said something interesting, Shane, that 9-11 was part of the process of awakening, uh, more or less. Um, I remember just prior to uh, the events of that day and the year before, uh, there were all kinds of things I was discovering on the web um, that suggested that uh, there was a lot more to know. Uh, I wasn't yet well acquainted with the idea of false flags, but um, just the idea that uh, this one event um, had the potential to either uh, be a catalyst towards greater awareness of how things really are or work in an opposite way for a lot of people, uh, which is to uh, react in, in ways that they were told they should be reacting and thinking in ways that, that they were told they should be thinking. Um, and, of course, uh, if one doesn't become aware of just how these uh, traumatic events can uh, be used to affect our thinking uh, has an invisible effect on you. Uh, you don't even realize that it's happening. Well, it is, it is interesting to see you know, how um, different world ends can shape our perceptions. And you look at generations before, and you know, we had... Um, you know, prior to the Vietnam War, um, you know, there was a, a generation that started to grow. And I think part of that could have even been from um, from JFK really talking about peace and really, you know, pushing that idea that, that it was possible. Um, you know, it was really cool to, to listen to his speeches and just how many times he, he talks about peace. And, you know, so... If there's ever been any other president who's really had that vision uh, for for people, for you know, for humanity. 
identity. And of course, uh, there's you know, some strong parallels between JFK's assassination and 9-11. Um, however, there is a, a really stark difference uh, also with you know the the generation after JFK. You know, it was I think an initial um, building of conscience um, that you know was anti-war uh, that saw the value of um, living communities and, and connecting with people. But that also was uh, subverted, you know, as we know, and um, you know, turned into just you know a, a thing about sex and drugs, basically. And you know, and, and the conscience was was basically turned off. Um, and so it, it, it is interesting to kind of see that that contrast between um, things that were going on then and now. You know, after 9/11, uh, I know a lot of people. My age and went into the military. You know, they got really caught up in the whole patriotic fervor that was that was happening at the time. And um, and you know, now I think that just it's just like general apathy and just a, a denial of reality. You know, wanting to um, move away from it and and just you know and just live in you know our own bubble. And I think overall, um, that's kind of been. The driving force has been just this uh, attack on our humanity and and how we've like lost um, yeah we're losing our humanity basically from this constant propaganda from accepting these lies that we're being told you know over and over again and sometimes it feels like um, you know broken record just saying the same things over and over but the thing is these lies are are they're multiplying and it's getting worse. We're always saying it's getting worse, but the you know, yes, last year is worse. Is it's, it's worse this year than it was last year. You know, it's constantly building. Um, so we're getting uh, we're getting some notifications that the sound is choppy. Um, I think we might try to push through a little bit. Uh, some alternatives uh, can make it even more choppy. So. We'll, we'll see if we can um, kind of push through it a little bit. And if folks could continue to let us know how we sound, that would be great. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, on that point, uh, Shane, um, it seems like, you know, people hearing about knowing that Kennedy, for instance, was murdered in such a horrific fashion, uh, it, it had to have had... Um, some effect on their on their psyche, uh, even more so with 9/11, perhaps. Although that's probably a difficult thing to compare or 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 question. But we do know that these types of traumatic effects um, literally uh, close people's minds uh, to certain things. A fear, out of association, out of um, the comfort of cognitive dissonance. And um, it it works like a kind of um, physiological, emotional, psychological uh, poison to to the uh, spiritual uh, health of an individual. Um, it 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 becomes a convenient way to shut down and um, make the information of of such a horror easier to deal with. 
and of course, this leaves us open to what authoritarians who have a, a prescripted narrative um, about the whole thing, uh, what they want you to think. Um, so we're we're seeing that with a large percentage of people these days. It's helped justify uh, the so-called war on terror. Uh, it's helped to justify uh, the uh, gigantic um, behemoth uh, security apparatus in the U.S. Uh, that comes in the form of uh, all the ABC agencies doing their various things and and being uh, violated, uh, having your DNA scrambled at TSA scanners, um, having laws uh, retracted, repealed, um, changed in order to take our rights away, um, and it's it's been slow. It's been incremental, but. You know, you turn around after 14 years of seeing this, and it's profound. Uh, and it's only going in one direction at this point, it seems. Well, there's there's uh, the fear factor that was brought in by the marker of 911. And the you can induce mass fear whether that's on a, a low level psychological level or a, a kind of in your in your face emotional reaction um and, and the focus on 911 was incredible I mean, everybody had their, their TVs on their the radios on and and it, and it went on for you know it's it's still going on it's it, every year you're reminded of this fear factor and and how fear not only closes you down to certain things, but it also opens you up to all kinds of suggestibility. Um, the, your reactions to fear uh, make you make you kind of close in and rally the troops and you know uh, lock down your 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 home ground. But in doing in doing that, you are also closing off um, all of your liberty, your your ability to maneuver, um, just because. You know, there's there's this underlying uneasiness that life is is no longer the same. You don't know what to do with it. Yeah. <clears throat> the latest uh, MP News Wall Street Journal poll uh, bears that fact true. Forty seven percent, that's almost half of the Americans, say the country is less safe now than before the 2001 uh, attack. Now, that's compared to 2002, and it was 20 percent felt that way. And last year, it was 28 percent. So um, the, the the campaign to create fear has really ramped up pretty recently. You know, there are all of these ready-made ideas that are uh, introduced in the, into the public's mind. Like, uh, well, if you're not a terrorist, you have nothing to worry about. You know, you know, to keep us all safer, uh, then why not go through a body scan? Why not, you know, have your uh, your rights taken away in the, in the forms of uh, free speech and uh, basic amendment rights? Uh, you know, everything is in the in the cause of national security. Um, so that becomes the overwhelming, overarching uh, reason for for. Everything, national security, the national security state, uh, what it exists to be doing, um, and you have to wonder. I mean, 
you know that uh, the NSA has a, a budget of around eighty billion, if not more, dollars a year. Uh, you know, what are they doing with that information? How is it being used uh, to make us feel or actually be more secure? We never we never hear about those things because it that's not what it's set up to do. Um, there's a, a streak of of paranoia that's involved in all of this. If you see something, say something. Uh, you know, be watchful of your of surroundings and your neighbor, which is a good policy in general. But put into the context of of nine eleven and terrorism, uh, it becomes this whole other uh, mindset that's that's been induced on us. Well, it it speaks very much to um, individualizing, uh, isolating each individual versus the the collective of you know we're in a community we're in a family where we we rely on each other we trust each other and all of a sudden you know that that whole platform has been kind of like the rug swiped out from under your feet and you know you 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 fall somewhere in in the parameter of I'm going to keep you know my principles and and my habits the way they were regardless of what has happened or I have to radically change, you know, everything I, I thought was was true and trustful, and and now I'm I'm faced with, you know, renegotiating within myself, within my family, within my community, within my country, within the world, how I look at everything. Yeah, there's a there's this real uh, cognitive dissonance that I think comes with um, with the narratives that we're told, you know, uh, that we're you know, we're doing this in the name of freedom and we're basically taking away your freedom in the name of freedom, you know. And um, I think it kind of goes to the point that um, we really don't have a good understanding of you know, what that means, what it means to be free. Um, and, you know, it, it's put it's put in the context of, you know, maybe um, um, basic human rights and it's never really looked at uh, in terms of, you know, uh, lies versus truth um, and, you know, these social bonds uh, that, that, you know, re- can work towards freedom, uh, you know, real true freedom, uh, individual freedom and, and, and social freedom. Um, you know, those, those are, it's, it's just turned into, you know, just a, a pop phrase and, it has uh, basically opposite meaning now, and um, yeah, it's just, it's just it's just well, it's I wanted a disaster. To, it is a disaster, and I wanted to go back to that poll you mentioned just a moment ago, William, uh, where most Americans feel um, less safe than they did previously. Uh, you know, it's been said that 9/11 was an intelligence failure, but you know, taken in its real um, light, it was an intelligence success. Because if you think about it, um, the whole goal was to pe- make people feel less secure. Um, and so, you know, after this lull, uh, after the economy dip in 2008. After they uh, they took away the uh, their little um, you know color alerts uh, for for how threatening 
or how threatened the U.S. was from terrorism, they had to come back and they had to, you know, introduce uh, Al-Qaeda on steroids. They had to bring ISIS. You know, they had to create this new uh, monstrous econ- um, uh, terrorist threat. Um, and uh, and they've done a they've done a quite a job with it. I mean, uh, you know, um, chapeds, uh, um you know, raped uh, women. Uh, um, parts of Iraq destroyed, uh, Assad's government in Syria on the run, you know, three quarters of that country uh, decimated, uh, millions of refugees um, fleeing in, in fear of these, uh, these lunatics. Um, so they've been moderating this fear factor, they've been ramping it up where they, they've needed to in places. And um, we're being played, it seems. Yeah, it, it's obvious that the so-called war on terror, you would imagine that it's supposed to battle terrorism, reduce it in its form around the world. And we're seeing the exact opposite. It just seems to be getting worse and worse and worse. You know, you look at um, this pa- these past 14 years, and you know we we started with the invasion of Afghanistan uh then Iraq then yeah um you know there there's been so many uh military operations uh both covert and 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 overt um you know Syria Yemen Libya you know these these things like they they keep happening over and over again and it's it's been fascinating this past couple of years to see just this culmination of um, all these wars that we've started to, you know, resurface and reemerge uh, in, into like complete world chaos. Um, it's it's literally like a, a a world gone mad. You know, it's uh, it's it's baffling uh, to see uh, just how how these things how these things kind of come together. Uh, and just like um, it's just a, just this giant cesspool of uh, evil unleashed, really, on the world, you know. Um, and you know that that's a it's a pretty big sign, I think. Um, and you know, it speaks to um, something you mentioned earlier, Elon, that you know, as as we progress uh, in you know in as these lies progress, they get bigger and bigger. And it serves as there is an opportunity here uh, for people to recognize and see what is going on. You know, we're constantly being lied to. Like, how many times does it take? Um, you know, it's like the the Charlie Brown skit. You know, where Lucy takes up the football and you know he falls over and oh, come on one more time, Charlie Brown. And you know, how many times is how how long does this have to go on until people wake up? Um, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, won't get fooled again. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Something like that. Um, but yeah, it's it it is this repetitive thing, and it's this faith that this that people have in you know their own system, and it, it's it's basically uh, an authoritarian mindset, and that's really been pounded into us, uh, where you know we are so fearful that we can't question things. And you know that that's really like the driving force 
for for most of uh, most of all America, and and it's infected the whole world. You know, it's not just the United States. Um, it's shameful to see what is going on in Europe right now with with uh, the refugee crisis, and and that is a direct consequence of 9/11. You know, every whether it's um, it's this mindset that's been created, and as long as we believe in this big lie, it's so easy to accept all these other lies that just drive us further and further down the um, down into basically just worldwide destruction. And um, so back to this uh, this the refugee crisis. You know, you have all the migrants, uh, refugees. Um, you know, coming from Iraq and Syria and um, you know all over all over the, the Middle East, and it is a, it's a it's a direct consequence of the policies U.S. had the U.S. has had and that has accepted. And I think that um, it's almost like a, a karma law, not not in the same sense that you know like you. You often use the word karma, but it's a natural consequence that you know these refugees would be seeking uh, a better way of life, or just fleeing, you know, for their lives uh, from from the destruction that we've caused, and and the countries that have benefited from it, uh, that have made money off of it, uh, that have grown their economies. You know, it's it would it's natural for people to to seek those things, but. Um, you know, how how long is that prosperity going to last? Um, you know, you can only um, suck these countries dry so long, and if you have a system that's based on that, it's going to collapse sooner or later. And, and it's going to bring the whole world with it. And that's exactly what these guys are incapable of realizing for themselves that that their um, their mo, their modus operandi, their uh, their way of thinking, uh, the, the ways in which they seek to uh, acquire wealth and accrue power, uh, it, it's all ultimately a, a damned, um, which is why uh, it's in so many cases so easy to identify many of the people in power as psychopaths uh, who are um, unable to think in, in constructive life-affirming, uh, creative, uh, um, altruistic ways. Their their way is to uh, be parasites. Um, and it, it's interesting, Shane, that, you know, you were saying how 9-11 helped to usher in this era of war. Um, it's exactly what it did. It, it became the justification for everything. Uh and remember that even prior to 9-11, you had the Ocon plan for a new American century, which anticipated uh, the conditions that a, that a 9-11 would um, help to create in order to uh, have these wars and, um, and kind of solidify global uh, homogeny around the world, uh, U.S. style. Yeah, this immigration crisis, it's comparable to what happened during World War II. So you could 
sort of make the argument that we're not waiting for or three to start, but that it's already here. It's already of a World War Three. The whole world is involved with this war on terror. Look at how many countries we're active, actively bombing right now. I mean, it's insane. And you know, to to think that Obama won the Nobel Peace Prize, like it's it's just it's just so baffling and disgusting. You know, you, you just need a, a sick bag uh, for it all. There's more countries now that are no-go places where European and Western countries are warning tourists not to go to these places. It's like 20 countries, way more than it was before 9-11. That's, that's terrible. Well, the, the war on terror is, um, is just the, the biggest, broadest band of bullshit that you could possibly put up that would allow you to fight anywhere under any circumstances and given all of the, the intelligence um, uptick that, that has been going on uh, without having to declare war on a country. I mean, this is not a country-to-country thing. This is the war on terror, so therefore it is global and the United States can go anywhere. Any country can go anywhere and do, do their little pieces of damage. Um, and you you have the the refugee issues. You have you know uh, places you want to kind of get rid of and 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 usurp their resources. Call it a war on terror. Go go after something and you know wreck their infrastructure. I mean, you don't have to do it here. You don't have to even you know come under the uh, UN you know um, guidelines. For for war crimes or anything, because it's a war on terror, it's, it's nebulous. Yeah, it's really changed the you know just the idea of uh, modern warfare and modern war. You know, it's it's such a um, bogus word, war. You know, uh, wars traditionally you know you go back several centuries, and you know it was it was uh, kingdoms against kingdoms, and uh, and then you know it, it eventually changed to um you know more um militarized um um weapon systems and and but you can see how you know in modern times it's not you know uh one country fighting another country it's it's uh mainly the US but also NATO and and the EU who are, are conducting this war on people on humanity and it's done in a military sense, um, or with mil- you know with military weapons. But it's also done uh, on other levels as well. And you know, you it's also it's it's this our humanity is being attacked. And basically, we're losing our humanity, you know, as as a whole. And you know, and that is is um, just just a, a just such a striking thing uh, to witness. Um, because that that's and it's also what perpetuates you know this this mass genocide and that's what it is um you know there there was an article recently on the site where you know it was looking at just numbers of muslims that have been killed um by the us and nato uh in modern times and you know it's been there's been 4 million muslims killed like that's that is genocide and it's not going to be stopping anytime soon and I think, and you know, who knows how long 
but you know at some point in time you know there um hopefully will be a time when people can look back and see how the United States has acted and just how you know, it's like not Germany was bad and it was awful but the massive scale uh that we're operating on now and the amount of people who accept the lies it's it's just so much bigger than what Nazi Germany was and you know it it'll i, th- I think when it's all said and done um you know it it'll it'll be uh just the most horrific thing that you know the planet's ever seen and it it is going in that direction and and we're in the middle of it now you know it's not it's not just the 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 beginning you know we've been we've been killing millions of people like this is uh it's just out, so outrageous you know it's hard to find the right words for it sometimes you're absolutely right gene um uh, one of the biggest beneficiaries since 9/11 has been the military industrial complex um they are selling weapons by the billions of dollars and some of the main buyers are countries in the middle east the united arab emirates saudi arabia and even israel comes in as number 6 they're getting armed to the teeth that goes to show that this is not going to end anytime soon and it's not going to be pretty it's kind of illustrative of uh the type of individual um who is instrumental in implementing the plans and the means and the ideas uh of of what we're seeing um so this is a little bit from uh, wikipedia michael chertoff an american attorney who is the second united states secretary of homeland security under president george w bush and for one day barack obama uh he's he was co-author of the USA Patriot Act. He previously served as a judge on the United States Court of Appeals for the Third Circuit as a federal prosecutor and as an assistant U.S. Attorney General. He succeeded Tom Ridge as United States Secretary of Homeland Security on February 15, 2005. Since leaving government service, Chertoff has worked as senior of counsel at the Washington, D.C. law firm of Covington and Berlin. He also co-founded the Chertoff Group, a risk management and security consulting company, which employs several senior officials, not only from his time as Secretary of Homeland Security, like Honorable Paul A. Schneider, former Deputy Secretary of uh, Department of Homeland Security, but also from the time of the Obama administration like Mark Weatherford, former Deputy Undersecretary of Department of Homeland Security, as well as Michael Hayden, a former director of the National Security Agency, the NSA, and the Central Intelligence Agency. Chertoff purportedly holds dual citizenship with the U.S. and Israel. His family is one of the founding families of the State of Israel, and his mother was one of the first agents of the Mossad Israel spy agency. So I guess it's in his blood. Um, but you, you got a guy like Chertoff, um, who is obviously a, a highly functioning psychopath, uh, who is educated, uh, has experience um, in in law. Uh, he has a certain amount of um, skill and ability to maneuver in political circles. 
he helps write the friggin' um, USA Patriot Act. Uh, and then he goes into business for himself um, after he leaves. He is part of this Chertoff group. He, uh, you know, he has a, a business with uh, the TSA scanners, which uh, scramble our DNA and and um, and make people feel uh, <laughs> molested and and abused. Um, so there's this kind of, uh, you know, he's this, he's this, he's a, a psychopath in full. You know, he's a he's a complete um, uh, tool um, of, you know, Harrison talked about uh, powers and principalities. You know, if if you think that there are these uh, malevolent uh, intelligences in this world, if, if that's a if that's a possible thing. Um, there are men like Chertoff and Cheney and, and Douglas Feith and, and uh, Netanyahu and just a host of others who uh, who exemplify this principle. Um, <clears throat> they have a, 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 a talent for um, using all of their resources in such a way as to uh, bolster their, their own uh, influence and, and financial position. And the uh, the the damage that guys like this wreak, um, you know, it's it's almost unquantifiable. And you have a few of these guys in a, in a room together who all think along these same lines, and uh, and you have you have just an, an absolute dynamite <laughs> uh, convergence of evil uh, that um, is extremely dangerous, and we're seeing the results of today. Well, you have um you know, you have these people and it's it's so easy when you have um clowns like Bush as as the spokesman to you know, think that you know, oh well, you know, these these guys um they're just stupid. You know, they're just um inept and incompetent. And, you know, that's that's why the world is the way it is. Because we have these, you know, um bunch of these rich guys who never had any kind of um you know real life experience and you know that's why the world is the way it is but um you know as we talk a lot about on the show you know psychopathy and pathology are really essential to understand that it's not mere incompetence um that there is this driving force that exists in many, many uh, people in positions of power who want to destroy people who get off on that sort of thing. And, you know, it's it's not that these things are accidental or that they just happen, but that this is their, that this is the plan. Mm-hmm. They want this to happen. Um, you know, they, they, this is, this is who they are. You know, the, um, when when we see ISIS uh playing out on on the world stage uh that's just an external manifestation of these creatures you know that's this is their art um they are ISIS and they're in 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 many many ways you know um so yeah i, I think that's just you know a a a point that we can always use repeating that you know, this is intentional. They they have this. Um, this is if they they are the essence of destruction. Um, Cold blooded predators. 
Yes, that's what they are. Um, there was um, there's another good article on you know it's talking about the refugee crisis and the neo Holocaust and um, you know that's kind of one of the the central points. Um, when we look at Nazi Germany, you know we can recognize you know the uh, extermination of uh, the Jews and the Poles and uh, a lot of the intellectuals and that that was their pol- a policy and that was intentional. But when it comes to modern times, there's this there's this disconnect and you know and we think that oh you know that it's um, this isn't the intention. But you know you kind of like what you were saying earlier, William. You know you look at the results. Um, you know it's. You see where the money goes. You see how the growth of the NSA, of Homeland Security, uh, of all these, you know, Orwellian organizations, and look at what they've produced. Um, you know, the the by their fruits you should know them, right? I mean, that's that's a a pretty fundamental thing, and and yet, yeah, we just revert back to. Uh, the, we, and that, that's where this this whole uh, acceptance of the lie of 9/11 you know, is really important because you know that is really the basis uh, for you know accepting all the other lies that, that have come come after. Um, but you know, getting back to this uh, this uh, article about the refugee crisis and the neo Holocaust, uh, there's a passage in there I just wanted to read. Um, Westerners don't want to face the truth of what their governments are doing, particularly new governments and the U.S. government most of all. The millions who have died in Iraq were victims of a genocide that was intended to kill Iraqis in such numbers. The victims were not incidental to some other project. The same was true in Vietnam, but it is also true in Syria, in Libya, in Yemen, in Somalia, in the DR Congo, and in many other places. The the destruction, the death, the misery, and the chaos are not failures of ill-advised policy. This is not some sort of plan B. The U.S. creates failed states when it cannot install the regime at once. This is plan A, and it's becoming harder and harder to deny that fact. Well, you know, here's the thing. Um, Without knowledge of the fact that there are these people uh, in positions of power who really, at their core, uh, have no value for any human life other than their own, uh, folks are are going to be misled. Uh, and they're allowing themselves to be misled. And um, granted, it is a very frightening proposition to accept that... Um, you know, a government uh, that you're living under uh, is works this way, uh, that, that the people are really calling the shots and, and uh, planning the plans and, and, uh, and strategizing and doing all of these things, uh, ultimately feel the same way about you as they do uh, in people in other countries. Um, and uh, if you're going to work on anything, uh, in your understanding um, of of 
what we're seeing today, it would be that there are a lot of these types and positions of power. Uh, they exist. They work together. Um, they have uh, an incredible capacity for um, incurring holocausts, uh, multiple ones. I mean, that 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 four million uh, Muslims killed since 9-11 that you quoted from before? Was that might, um, I think it's also uh, includes the um, the prior sanctions on Iraq and the deaths that, that those caused. So it, it's it's basically, you know, a slow motion nightmare. And uh, Israel's not going to have a corner on the six million Jews that were lost on the Holocaust uh, in, in World War II. I mean, um, if I had to guess, I would say that the four million is probably a, a conservative number um, because all of this gets so underreported, swept under the rug, justified, rationalized uh, under the war on terror. Uh, it just doesn't sink in. It's not allowed to sink in. It, it doesn't become part of the equation in, in seeing uh, what's happening today and, and what 9-11 has, has justified. At, at one point, um, National Security Advisor uh, Zbigniew Brzezinski testified to the Senate that the war on terror is, quote, a mythical historical narrative, unquote. And that was in February 2007. So, um, and that was a Senate Foreign Relations Committee testimony. And what you, which really need to come away with this is, you know, what what is the pattern that they're using um, for all of these these diabolical people to have, um, you know, something something that conge- congeals as well as this war on terror. There there has to be a there has to be a pattern or a plan or or something that is holding this all together and. If you recognize the reverse engineering of intelligence patterns, if you select an outcome, if you justify an action with a lie, and you vilify your targets, um, you can make it up as you go. And, and that's kind of what they're doing. And, and this follows a, a sigilic di- dialectic pattern of you create a problem, you create a reaction, and you create a solution, and you can control all of those. Um, and when when you do that, you know you have you can do things like nine one one and manipulate the population in increments. You 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 manipulate manipulate an outcome, and then you you create another problem and another reaction and another solution and you you keep maneuvering the public until you get it to where it, you want it to be and one of the the outcomes of the 911 was the patriot patriot act and the mm-hmm. patriot act um was a like a spearhead that um created the the impetus for all of the intelligence um seeking agencies to to come together uh, with corporations and and everything under the the guise of the war on terror, which started out as a false flag. So in in being able to build upon a lie, build upon a perception, build upon um, creating uh, the manipulation of a people 
to be dependent and non-thinking and automatically accept um, these changes to their freedom and their liberty, you know, it's it's kind of a no-brainer. You just keep doing this until you, you keep maneuvering down to the place where you've got everything under control and and you've 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 reached that goal. Oh, and you, you we constantly see, you know, throughout history how um you know these tragedies are are used as a basis for manipulation. Um you know, I'm sure most of our listeners are are familiar with uh all the different um you know facts and holes in the story of uh, of 9/11. Um, but you know, even if it, even if, even if that was an actual thing that happened, which it wasn't, uh, in, in terms of, you know, the way that the uh, official story described, um, you know, it's it's this using uh, tragedy uh, to to, for, to further an aim, or to further, uh, you know, these these anti-human uh, goals. Um, yeah, I think um, when we're talking a little bit of the show, and you know, uh, Karen, we were talking about the the Holocaust and how you know that's been used by Israel and uh, to you know to, to perpetrate you know uh, crimes uh, you know against the Palestinians. Well, it, it, you know that that happened in the the, the 30s and the and the 40s. The, Way back then, it's still being used today. So these kinds of of big holocaustic events have longevity, and and not over one generation, but over many generations, because uh, our successive generations will arrive into a world of less liberty, less freedom, less less recognition of what that is than you know our our generation or your your grandmother's generation. Well, it is. Um, you know, there have there have been some studies where uh, people have had uh, post traumatic stress and how they can basically pass that post traumatic stress on to their children. And you know, it it's um, when I was when I was reading up on you know this uh, this this whole nine eleven generation and the you know millennials. You know, there's the thought that comes where you know you kind of have a hope that since, you know, they didn't necessarily live through these events that, you know, they might build some immunity. But, you know, uh, 9-11, is, it's being taught in schools, you know, these videos being shown to children, the the reactions from from people, um, you know, the, the, the trauma that they experienced, you know, that is being passed on to, uh, to our children. And you know, and this this is this is the world that that we're giving them. I mean, hello. I mean, uh, it's 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 so it's so disturbing um, on so many levels. And um, you know, you do hope that with as these lies you know do continue to get bigger and bigger, that more people can wake up to see them to see what's going on. Uh, and I think that is happening, um, you know, more and more. Um, I wouldn't say, you know, it's a huge uh, segment of the population, but you know, with with all this um, uh, the social anxiety, this area, 
you know, um, there could be a point in time when um, when things do go too far. And you know, I think 2014, you know, um, you know, could have been the start of that when things are just being pushed too far. You know, the 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 psychopaths in 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 charge. You know they're they're acting like rats in a cage and um, and they are like pushing the envelope and making their um, their actions seem more and more. Um, so you know we'll, we'll kind of see how things play out. Uh, I don't have really you know much hope that you know things will change in a positive direction in a big way anytime soon. Um, but you know, for the people who who do want to see reality as it is, you know, I think it is important for for us all, even if it's just for each other, you know, to to continue to talk about these things and um, and you know uh, share our impressions and network and and um, you know try to try to basically work through this together. I wanted to get. Oh, go ahead, Karen. Uh, I was just gonna add in that I I think that the cracks in the American illusion uh, are blatant and deafening and people either see and hear them or they don't mm-hmm. and 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 that's that's part of uh, hopefully what we're doing is to um, allow more people to be aware and and you know, come come to a, a different realization that we are not victims. That the powers that be cannot operate and do what they do without our permission, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And um, it, granted, it's a manipulated permission. So so it's it's very much coming to um, a, a grip within yourself mm-hmm. of of what has transpired and why it has transpired. And being able to to see beyond it to you know what it's really doing in the world. Yeah, well, I I agree with um, what Shane was saying earlier uh, in these regards. I I do think that for some, uh, all of this is a, a process of awakening. People are getting a piece here, a piece there, and uh, even if they're not working on it per se, they, there might be some um, uh, subconscious uh, connections. Um, or questions uh, to their minds that will probably at some point soon come to a full head when, you know, as you were suggesting, Shane, you know, it's going to become so obvious uh, on on such a huge level um, that uh, the intentions of of those who are in power um, apply as negatively to their own people as they do to people abroad. And It'll, you know, some kind of understanding will, will congeal. And you know what you were just saying just now, Karen, reminded me a little bit of uh, my own process in in um, trying to understand uh, this world we live in. I mean, uh, the programming that I grew up with was very pro-Israel. My my father, um, I think I mentioned this before here on the Truth Perspective, uh, he survived uh, Romania during World War II. He, he, he knew uh, friends and, 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 uh, and family that were killed by Nazis. Uh, he was on one of the earliest um, boats to leave uh, 
Romania and Europe to go to uh, Palestine at the time where where Jews were coming together after the war to, to build Israel. And uh, and so I was brought up with this programming that was very, very strong. I, I could only react emotionally to things that I understood as anti-Israel, um, or as many would say, or anti-Semitic. Uh, and um, there was a lot of work involved in that, and uh, it was hard, and uh, especially in light of information connecting um, Israel to so many of the world's ills today, and in particular 9-11. But it was was really uh, as as proactive a way to learn the lessons as as I could do. And, um, you know, for those who aren't uh, consciously, you know, digging and seeking and wanting to know truth for truth's sake in a, in a given area, the truth is going to smack those people upside the head in, in a probably a much harsher way, at which point they'll be forced to either shut down um, completely, go into denial, go, in, go into this safety bubble of cognitive dissonance, or uh, just go through some incredible amount of suffering uh, in order to build themselves up out of out of necessity. So, um, you know, if 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 you know you have a sacred cow of some kind, because uh, I knew Israel was my sacred cow for years, uh, and I, I had hints of it here and there. Uh, you know, if you can acknowledge it to yourself at the very least. Um, and bit by bit process the information that contradicts what your what your brain makes you happy about uh the safe reality that you've been told um uh, about a given thing uh, i think you'd be putting yourself in a in a much better stead to um to handle the 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 future events and and the things that are just around the corner well, uh i also wanted to touch on something that you mentioned um karen and yeah, I think it and it relates to uh the responsibility that um you know we all have for our own humanity and you know being living in this world we are constantly being bombarded by you know all these lies on on all different levels you know uh everything from uh geopolitics right down to the the family uh the family dynamics and you know our our inherited uh, narcissism and 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 so on and so on you know this um this war uh like i was saying before you know it's it's conducted on many levels and while it, we can't be victims we can't be victims um the we you know the psychopaths you know who are in charge they're they're doing what they do that's that they're you know that's their essence um, that's who they are, um, and we also need to learn, you know, who we are and the capacities that we have, and you know, coming to see um, what's playing out on the world stage, uh, seeing our reality, and uh, understanding the lies that we've told, you know, is a big part of it. Of that, uh, however. You know, you do see a lot of um, less in the alternative media who 
are just using that just for to create more hysteria, to create more fear, and and you know there there is no uh, direction on on how to uh, proceed on or not even direction but information, uh, no information on you know uh, how to process all this stuff and and actually learn from it and grow from it, and uh, that's an important part that um, that's really useful to you know to really dig into to understand our own minds and and how we work and to to work on ourselves on on all these levels um you know not just the 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 geopolitical stuff that is you know a very important thing to look at but we also we need to you know we need to understand our our biases and cuz it's easy to get tripped up um you know on on all sorts of uh ideas and um ideologies and it's easy to accept um you know the the things that that come out of you know what we think are trusted sources and um you know i see a lot of reliance on the alternative media and you know and it's not you know i i i say that you know you need to question alternative media as much as you do the mainstream and you know i see a lot of people you know uh promoting you know this is really really wild ideas um the 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 flat earth stuff's been coming up a lot lately and and it's like there's this breakdown in um in people's minds um and you know even if people can question 911 that's that's good but you need to, you know, constantly uh, be engaged in this uh, larger body of work, uh, this larger collection of information, where you do, you know, really question everything, and and that includes, you know, stuff like, uh, you know, that 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 can come out. Uh, you know, there's a lot, of, lot of the the hoaxing stuff. Um, you, you know, Shane, when you said all that, it reminded me of the um, intro. Uh, that used to be on it was either the podcast or the other radio shows where uh Laura Nightyachik could said said um there is a website for everyone to derail everyone so <laughs> you know that these flat earth uh people are there to uh suck in deceive um those people who are more science and curious minded it's like a it's like a niche uh form of uh diversion um that that goes nowhere uh so we have to be and this can exist in in any sphere in anything we could be doing anything and and it might present an idea that that's uh orthogonal to to truth um or wakefulness um or awareness so it's out there. There are all these um, booby traps that exist all around us. I think that we just we need to know that within ourselves, these pathocrats, and it's and and it's a relatively small percentage, I think, compared to the the, the total global population that that have these plans or the, the, these these precepts. That these pathocrats don't represent me. I'm not 
not of their ilk. I don't approve of what they do. I I don't participate in that kind of thinking or that kind of emotionality, non-emotionality, of of those kinds of plans. Um, and and it's it speaks to a, an awakening of the public on individual basis because our society, at least in the United States, is very much in in dissociation. You know, we're on our cell phones, we're texting, we're we've got the next app that's that's coming on. You know, we're we're so distracted. We don't live our lives in the present. We don't go to a store and finger the and buy it there. We push a button on our computer. Oh, that looks good. Let's get that sent to me. We see movies instead of going out and having an experience. Um, we we are very much second or you know secondary or tertiary in our experiential um how how can how can we you know even function without somebody telling us what to do and how to do it uh, so much of the programming in today's you know society is just falling into default and so it's it's very much the uh responsibility of individual people to take control of their lives and live their lives and if if they do, they will find a value system there somewhere that you know speaks to a better life, uh, a better way to treat you know your neighbor. It's it's not by talking on on the phone or, or texting. It's actually not having a cup of coffee, you know, mm-hmm. and and engaging. Okay, we have a caller on the line, uh, Kent. Are are you there? Yeah, hi. Can you hear me? Hi, Ken. We can hear you. Welcome to the show. Yeah, just a brief comment. Uh, you're talking about Israel. There's a, I just read a, a, an article that's just come up on RT, and uh, I don't know if you folks there subscribe to uh, my belief that uh, all this um, destruction and depopulation in the Middle East, uh, ISIS and uh, various other names, um, is either... Um, the work of the uh, Israelis, or at least it's it uh, it certainly benefits them 110 percent. If they're not doing it, they followed the pattern of tricking somebody else into doing their dirty work for them. But anyway, if I've just noticed that there's this headline in RT that says former Nazi concentration camp Buchenwald becomes home to refugees, so then it goes on to say that some of these. Uh, Refugees from you know the Middle East that are flooding Europe are now being housed in Buchenwald. So I thought that was quite ironic that uh, you know Buchenwald, where the, uh, the Jewish people were held, and then when released went to uh, Israel, some of them, and now that they're uh, raising hell down there, and they're shipping the, um, the the indigenous people of that area up to Europe and into Buchenwald. So I thought I just wanted. To share that little irony with you. Yeah, there I, I've seen I've seen uh stories like that. I don't know if you um you came across the um the Hungary camp, um uh, the Roski uh camp in, in Hungary and you know they've been in the news uh, a couple times uh, these past couple of days and there's been a lot of parallels drawn uh the way that the these people are being treated, you know, they're being Basically caged in for days. Uh, sometimes, you know, there's haven't been fed for days, 
and you know they're they're basically being treated like animals. Um, there was one video that was released where you know, they're basically tossing food uh, over the fence uh, into into this crowd, and you know there's there's been uh, other humanitarian issues, um, and you know I, I could very well see you know these types of things uh continuing and getting a lot worse uh particularly you know if there are if there is like another false flag type event uh that that goes on in Europe um the the guys on behind the headlines were talking a little bit about this and you know it is uh you know it's a very concerning direction uh that that the world is heading in yeah i think it's well it's um Leading up to World War III, I don't think anybody can doubt it. You know, uh, maybe it's maybe it's maybe it's already here. You know, and historians will, historians will say that it's already here, but you know, it just needs some sort of trigger. And you know, there's no shortage of people who can supply that trigger. You know, and are willing to mm-hmm. do it too. So, well, anyway, I thought that a little bit of irony that, that you know that the Buchenwald is being used. I thought was kind of yeah. So, so. all right. Well, well thanks a lot. Well, thanks for calling, Kent. Um, okay. You know, when you connect that to the events of uh, Charlie Hebdo, uh, when you connect that to um, the, the 4 million or so uh, Muslims that, that we know have been killed in the past 20 years, uh, you know, the, the rise of um, Islamophobia uh, in the U.S., even among academics uh, in various places, who, who are willing to argue that Islamophobia is justified, um, you know, there, there's this much larger picture uh, kind of presenting itself um, that uh, threatens to, um, I don't know, corral uh, um, and make use of this kind of uh, creating the enemy uh, um, idea. That we're seeing uh, on SOT, we saw an article just came up. It said Florida gun store offers Muslim coupon for 9/11 anniversary, free car wash and beer. Now, what does that mean, Muslim coupon? Can you expand what that meant? Yeah. So he, uh, the way he advertised this promotion um, was it's 9/11 week. Use coupon code quote, Muslim, end quote, at our site for $25 off any gun. Come in Friday for a free car wash and a beer. Uh, so the individual who posted this is an Andy Hallinan. He's an owner of a Florida gun supply shop. Uh, he mentioned this in an interview to MSNBC when he was asked to elaborate about why he did this. And um, uh, basically, you know, he qualified it. He said... Um, he doesn't believe that every Muslim is evil at their core, but I do believe that the extreme political correctness in the U.S. leads to a loss of life. And that's why I have promotions like these designed to combat that kind of political correctness. And so he's really kind of clueless about the the, the damaging uh, ideas that he's putting forth in, in this uh, seemingly innocent uh, promotion. Uh, for his store. Um, He's also done this sort of thing before. Uh, In July, he declared his gun shop a, quote, Muslim-free zone. 
Um, and this was just following the uh, shooting massacre in Chattanooga, Tennessee, that left five U.S. service members dead. Uh, the lone gunman, or so we're told, Mohammed Abdulaziz, was an electrical engineer. He grew up in a conservative Muslim family. Um, but, you know, of course, for a, for a guy like Andy Hallinan, there's no question in his mind that all the events of, of that day are true as they were presented. Um, you know, there's no uh, there's no understanding, um, there's no knowledge or facts that uh, that he can use to question in his mind whether or not um, the situation was being uh, truthfully presented. So, yeah, I mean, this is this is uh, this type of thinking is spreading here in the U.S. and uh, it's uh it's working in a very local localized way and uh threatens to be spread further i think well yeah you see it on a local level but then it's also echoed by um you know these people in in the mainstream media you know these associations uh between uh islam and and isis and you know anybody who has you know, uh, been sincere in looking at, you know, what Islam is, you know, knows that, you know, ISIS is no representation of uh, of that religion. You know, it's, it's something completely different. And yet you have uh, all these people and then you have all these authoritarian followers who are, you know, uh, foaming at the mouth um, and they're the loudest voices in this. Who are spreading these ideas that uh, there is this link between all people who you know follow this religion and this uh, extremist ideology, which is m- much uh, more closely uh, in resemblance to um, you know the, the the people who are running this country. You know, they 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 are that there's that there's a link there that that people aren't aren't making and. You know, and it's 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 a dangerous one to ignore, um, but yeah, it's it's crazy to see you know all, all these um, uh, all, all this attention given to uh, this this hatred uh, towards uh, a huge part of the population who have been uh, who are the victims of this genocide. You know, who have lost their homes. Who have uh, experienced you know complete destruction of uh their infrastructure and societies and you know and like to the point where you know they have to make these um really dangerous trips uh you know across uh seas and and you know many many don't survive. I mean, do do people? I I I can't think that you know uh, a lot of these uh, authoritarian types uh, can empathize with you know what these people have experienced and what they're going through in order to um, to to make such a decision to uh, to to leave you know their homes and you know they have no other choice um, and yeah that that's. That's that's the thing that's really absent from uh, public discourse is is this empathy. Well, American Muslims have had it as easier. Uh, 
lives uh, under American ideals and, and whatever. But after 9-1-1, we had um, over 90,000 American Muslims were investigated and interrogated. Um, uh, almost 16,000 were deported. There was 50,000 of them that fled in fear just voluntarily. Uh, there were subpoenas and warrants out for 18,000 Muslim Americans. Uh, they, there were uh, approximately 145,000 that were fingerprinted and photographed. And then you have electronic surveillance on approximately 100,000 of them. So collectively, that I don't know what the number is, but these are um, outstanding statistics for people who are accepted as being Americans and Muslim second. Yeah, the hate crimes against Muslims since 2001 has increased fivefold. And um, uh, another tactic used against them is the no-fly list retaliation by the FBI. Um, One thing the Muslims, when they arrive to the U.S., are confronted by the FBI and they're asked to be informants, to go spy on their neighbors in their mosques and, uh, and and report back to the FBI. And uh, these Arabs, the Muslims come back and say, well, you know, if there is a crime, we will definitely report it, but I don't want to be a spy in our communities, in our neighborhoods. And the way the FBI retaliates is they put them on a no-fly list. Uh, you know, they don't know it until they get onto a plane. <clears throat> well, four of the Muslims decide to file a lawsuit against the FBI for that. And two days before the trial started, they got removed from the no-flies list. But that didn't stop them pursuing their lawsuit because they don't want other Arabs to have to go through this uh, this process. So they either have a so targets. So either they're um, going to be for their surveillance, you know, and be recruited for that, or they're going to be put on a no-fly list. Yes, this is a terrible way to to, to treat people. Um, yeah, and and while you know a lot of these uh, statistics and numbers and stories are you know from the U.S., this is this is happening you know over in Europe and um, especially Britain too. Uh, there was a story this past week where um, there was a, a a camera that showed this young. Muslim girl, she was 16, and uh, she was wearing a hijab. And this guy, you know, one man, um, he came up, ran up behind her, and and just knocked her out. Uh, she just fell out, uh, fell unconscious, uh, smashed her face into the ground, and and it was, you know, that was uh, it was out of hate. You know, they found the guy later, and you know, it, he. he Talked about his hatred of of Muslims, and um, this is this comes at a time when the UK is also seeing you know this rise in uh, hate crimes uh, against Muslims, and so it's it's a worldwide uh, phenomenon, and it's I think it goes back to um, you know Europe and and the UK, you know just like go along with the United States and, um, you know, really, even to their own uh, peril, you know, it's, it's, uh, 
their acceptance of, of these things, it, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. You know, it's clearly uh, not in in their own benefit, yet, you know, they still go along. Um, Joe and Noel have talked a lot about this and, you know, that, that there probably is some, um, you know, a lot of uh, NSA involvement there and, you know, and kind of forcing um, a lot of the European leaders to, you know, just act in really ridiculous, stupid ways. Um, but there's, you know, there's... Uh, in the form of blackmail. Yeah, in the form of blackmail. And um, you can see, you know, especially with uh, with regard to their policies towards towards Russia and the sanctions uh, that, they, that they've... Um, um, put in place there, and you know, and now you know, and reap, you know, from what you reap, you shall, uh, or what you sow, you shall reap, um, and and you know, it's come back to to bite them, and um, yeah. Well, you know, before the show started today, we were sitting around and kind of reviewing all of um, all of this material, and one of the one of the kind of patterns that seems to be uh, so uh, obvious and, and glaring is the fact that, you know, in addition to the, the kind of global uh, Islamophobia and, and all hatred, there is a, just a kind of um, a madness that's unleashed. Um, and uh, since 9-11... You know, we, we've talked here on the show about um, the police state, and, uh, police brutality, and uh, how people are, are being um, abused and shot and killed uh, with very little provocation. Um, and it, it's as though there's this macro, um, you know, hounds of hell uh releasing that that we're seeing that um it's almost inexplicable and yet um that's almost what no eleven has has been a, a gateway for. Um and uh you know you have to wonder uh given what we understand about ponderology and the, the ponderization or the, the spreading of psychopathic thinking and feeling. Um if if these events didn't also somehow uh, give permission in the minds of of so many behaves like uh, like total animals like psychopaths um even individuals who may not otherwise behave this way uh is there something at work here that um that has been facilitating? Uh, can it be explained in any other ways besides ponderization? I, I don't know it can. Um, but it's just a just a big question in our minds. If anyone has any thoughts on that, please chime in. Well, it seems that, um, you know, I, I think that 9-11, you know, was a big hypnotizing event. And as we accepted you know uh the lies surrounding that that they'd open the doors for for accepting future lies and you know it's it's like it's 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 like this wall that's been built uh brick by brick and it's 
tool uh, that people have relied on to you know define uh their their world and and the world and when something comes along and challenges that um you know their whole um their whole world view um or even a piece when when something is challenged, when even just a piece is, is challenged, then it's connected to all these other things. And you know, I, I think people are so comfortable. And you know, it's not something. It, it isn't. It isn't a, a good feeling to 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 question you know everything in in your reality. Uh, it's it's a it's a process that is uncomfortable, and and uh, and it does take you know a seed of of wanting to know the truth and it it's it's an active thing that you know it takes effort and um uh it takes just a desire to you know really want to know um and i think you know just the way that uh our society's you know been structured that you know it is just much easier just to you know accept things as they are and um you know go along to get along and um and not have to you know break down all those things because it is uncomfortable well you know we were talking before about um understanding the the thinking of uh the psychopath and and how so many individuals who might otherwise be well-meaning and, and healthy in many ways, uh, don't have any of the, the uh, kind of a, um, thinking or background or experience of, of um, critically analyzing um, how it is that, that uh, psychopaths think. Um, and so it, it's this kind of very foreign, very alien um, concept them. Uh, there was an article that was recently posted to SOT um, called 9-11 Truth, Debunking the Neocon 9-11 Narrative and the Workings of Big Life Propaganda. And uh, there was a, an interesting section in that article, um, which was a quote basically from, uh, I guess, a an internet character named 9-11 Perp. And... Um, he does something kind of creative. He gives us um, what a guy like Cheney, for instance, would be saying and thinking to individuals like us who are paying attention to all this information. And this is what he says. You, 9-11 conspiracy nuts, have no power, so suck it. You are in a minority, even though you have found out the truth about what we did. Granted. You have a lot of intelligent folks, scientists, architects, engineers, pilots, retired CIA types, physicists, mathematicians, theologians, etc., who are involved in the movement. But my Republican Party, with a lot of Democratic Party member help, has gone to great lengths to publicly demean scientists and intellectuals of all stripes. We have, wild, we have wildly seeded in this effort to demonize your 9-11 truth movement. Witness the fact that the majority of lower-class conservatives and those with double-digit IQs are no longer interested in the truth. My Republican friends are totally on board as well, 
and it is the rare progressive Democrat or libertarian that, that has had the guts to speak out about it. Look at what happened to Paul Wellstone when he kept putting his nose into areas that he warned that we warned him to stay away from. Of course, you liberal lowlifes don't have the mass media behind you, especially the innately conservative publishers and editors. We have relied on them to toe the line on the 9-11 big lie, and they totally complied. Our admittedly absurd White House conspiracy theory has been retold by our compliant media so many times and for so many years that it is now accepted as truth, thanks to the White House-generated media blitz that began on day one. I can't tell you how we did it, but the press got on board with the false flag operation by day two. No reporter questioned the official trumped-up story after 9-12-01. The power of the mass media can't be easily overcome, and you don't own it. My advice to you, creeps, is to give it up. So, the reference to Paul Wellstone, by the way, was um, he was a a very progressive congressman in Minnesota, um, a former uh, wrestler, a real wrestler. um, And uh, he had quite often questioned um, the Bush 1 administration and Bush too, about many of its policies in regards to Iraq and the Middle East. And uh, during a, a election campaign, his small private plane went down, and he and two or three members of his family were all killed. Um, so uh, a very interesting kind of uh, insight into the way that that these guys think. Uh, they think that they are um, uh, invincible. Uh, they're high on their off, on their own power, um, and I think that there will be a, a day very soon where there will be events that will uh, equalize them with everyone else suffering. And uh, it would be a very interesting thing to um, to know how they're experiencing certain things. Um, not out of compassion or empathy, because uh, these guys really deserve the very worst, um, but to to just have some awareness of of their own flailing and their own realization of their um, their failures. Um, so when we opened the show, you know, we were talking a little bit about you know what the the positive things come and you know from from 9/11 and you know when we look at you know what's happening on the the world um the world stage you know, it's hard to you know it's kind of hard to grapple with that idea uh because things are so uh awful um but you know I think if we um might try to look at that uh, more on uh, more of a local level, and you know, and, you know. So, what are you know, what are the positive things that that can come uh, from you know just being in living in a utopian world? Well, I think the positive is in seeing things in the true light. Um, when you have uh, some bit of truth in your system. Uh, that you've worked for, um, it it gives you the 
uh, ability to recognize it in other places. Uh, there is pattern recognition uh, that's created that enables someone to grow. Um, and that's that's really what this is about. You don't often think about reading uh, the news or political information uh, in terms of personal growth. Um, but a person is in a better position to make choices for themselves, to take responsibility and to own their lives and, and what they are seeing and doing uh, when a greater understanding of how the world works is. Um, well, we, on, the, on a very rude and crude basis, uh, 911 is a lesson. And it's it's very much figuring out what that lesson is and what that means to you. Uh, how do you how do you come out the other side of something so horrific? Um, so it, you know it's it was definitely a shock to an awakening if you were able to do that. And um, you know the the attacks actually created the potential for people to come together, for people to help people. And, and there, were, there were thousands of responders and there were thousands of, of you know, um, acts of kindness and generosity and, and things like that that happened with 911. Um, the downside was that, you know, 70,000 people, you know, are suffering from cancer today. And this is an ongoing effect of what happened with the... the uh, Chemicals and, and nuclear potential that happened, you know, with the falls of the falling of the buildings and the the explosions and and all of those kinds of things. But the the upside was a surge in humanitarianism uh, that we are not reminded of on a yearly basis. We are reminded of the horror and the and and the, the tragedy, but we have to keep that perspective and balance that. This was uh, the, also the opposite reaction. Yeah, that did show. I, mean, I I do remember, you know, the the days following 9/11, and um, you know, I was uh, I wasn't in. I'm, I was from New York State, uh, and so I had you know, I had family worked in New York, New York City, and. Um, that was something that you know really kind of came across was just the the unity uh, of people uh, there, but it also you know it was it was really worldwide. Um, we mentioned earlier uh, just about how uh, how much of a marker this event was and you know, how ingrained it is in people, and you know I think uh, I think that that uh that trauma or that event you know it's it's really etched in the minds of uh of everybody and there is something you know about it that um that you know it was just it struck a chord with everybody and perhaps part of that uh was that there is some something in the mass consciousness that realized that, you know, this is a um, reality-changing event. Um, 
But back to that unity, you know, it's on one hand, you know, is um, heartening to to see that there is that capacity uh, within human beings. Um, And then on the other side, it's awful to see what's become of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, uh, yeah, just the, you know, a lot of what you're talking about, Elon, you know, that, that does serve as, um, you know, a real opportunity for us to see, you know, the world as it is, um, to not live in, you know, denial, to, you know, try to look at the, the hard things, um, and, you know, and, and deconstruct the, the lies we may believe, um, and you know it's it can be you know a uh, a service that we can also provide to others where um you know with others who are seeking you know the same uh the same the answers basically or have the same questions and um so it can be uh, a unifying force in in that regard too when um you know people who you know are just tired of uh seeing all all this chaos and mass suffering and just the, the you know horrific um things that are that are playing out you know that um that can be the driving force to uh unite people of conscience basically um and you know we may have a uh we have a window i think uh to you know really come together uh and you know work on um both these really big problems as well as you know our own individual ones mm-hmm. um so you know I don't know how long that window is going to be open <laughs> um but you know I, I think uh I think we all deserve or owe it to ourselves and and others to you know, really make the most of it uh, best we can. Well, if we don't, uh, we're living by default, and we already know what the default is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, I think part of this is, um, well, I might just begin by saying that uh, I was uh, in Manhattan the morning of nine eleven two thousand one, and. Um, I was uh, several miles from the site of Ground Zero, but was able to see the plane in the building with my own eyes, and uh, it was uh, quite a shock. And I, um, later in the day, I had uh, met two friends who had lived in the city, and um, we decided we wanted to give blood. Um, and uh, it, it was surprising but very nice to see that there was a, a huge line around the corner of the hospital for people who thought the same. Uh, so we went to another hospital, and uh, they weren't taking blood um, from anybody for some reason. But the doctors and nurses of that particular hospital were standing outside the ER room on the street waiting for people to be brought in. And, and for the time that we stood there... Uh, no one was brought in, and this was only a couple of hours after the event, um, which was which was kind of shocking. But um, in any case, um, 
I did feel good to know that there were people who cared enough to to respond so directly to the event as to make their way to a nearby hospital and try and help. And uh, I think that really kind of speaks to uh, empathy, as, as you were saying, Shane, and not um, falling back into a default mode, Karen, as you mentioned. Um, so something we, we discuss here at times is uh, what conscience, awakened conscience really means. I think part of it is uh, is suffering for another. Uh, if you've ever suffered through something, you know what it feels like, especially if it's a prolonged experience. You know, maybe you've uh, lost someone in your family that was dear to you, or uh, you've experienced some kind of personal uh, disaster uh, that enables you to understand uh, what others are going through, what that feels like emotionally. Um, and to uh, use that understanding uh, through your own experience, uh, uh, which can be a kind of gift um, to channel, to uh, translate it to something that is constructive, to something that might uh, prevent or ameliorate or or help transform the suffering of another person. Um, so that that's that's the that's what comes to mind, Shane. When you when you mention that, yeah, I think um, you know a lot of a lot of reason that people shy away from uh, these things is is because it does you know it seems like it's so much that it's easier to turn away and um, but you know the people who who are suffering who are you know experiencing um, you know the, first-hand um, uh, traumas of, of, you know, events, both like 9-11 and, and the, the wars and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the refugees and, um, and, and on and on, you know, those people, they deserve um, a witness uh, mm-hmm. to see, to see that, what, what, what they are going through. Um you know, a lot of times the news will sanitize that and uh or like convert it into you know its opposite and um mock it or you know turn it into you know just a uh an in inhuman thing and you know it's i think it's our jobs as human beings uh just to you know to acknowledge another person's pain and, and suffering like that's you know that, that's just being a, a human being and that is one way to count to counter um you know this war on humanity is to try to be a human being and that was precisely what is so special about this story about the the syrian boy whose body was washed up on the shore for once uh in the past 15 20 years after all of the carnage in Iraq, in Afghanistan, in Syria, in uh, in Libya, uh, in Gaza, in the West Bank, uh, you know, the Western nations finally noticed uh, something that um, that broke through this uh, this shell, this wall of um, 
of indifference, of callousness, um, that uh, finally managed to uh, to kind of acknowledge a much larger problem. Um, but for goodness sake, I mean, for for readers of of Sot.net, for instance, I mean, we have we have seen children children's pictures in uh, Fallujah, Iraq, and in Gaza, and and so many other places. I mean, uh, you know, it, it it finally took this one picture that 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 some media folks in Europe decided to uh, acknowledge just because the, of the immigration crisis, in order to feel something uh for uh for these dark skinned you know uh backward muslim people who who are less than human to their minds um and uh really western countries need a thousand times that uh in order to raise themselves uh and their level of awareness to something that that is closer to i think what would be a healthier uh, way of being. Well, the unfortunate thing is that you know, with um, with all our programs, you know, it's it's hard for for many people to you know consider uh, the lives of um, another person that lives you know uh, oceans away, mm-hmm. and you know, it's maybe it's just too abstract. I don't know. Um, but there are you know there are ways um to you know actively work on um you know the the self and you know getting past those those blinders um you know those blinders are what's bringing the world down um kind of relates to what we were talking a little, little bit about earlier you know about our uh, responsibility for you know our own humanity um you know that's uh that 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 plays a, a big part in uh our lack of responsibility i should say plays a big part in in what's unfolding um you know our basically the the creative capacity that we have you know is being vectored and used uh against the planet um and you know if uh, if if we don't you know, um, recognize and and work to you know really um, wake ourselves out of our slumber. You know, um, it's 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 just gonna it's gonna get so much worse. And you know, it already is so much worse. You know, we I think it's easy to kind of um, fall into this uh, illusory thinking that. Okay, when uh something really big happens, you know, then I'll uh I'll really start, you know, um getting down to business. Mm-hmm. And the thing is really big things hap- are happening right now mm-hmm. and they happen every day. Mm-hmm. Um it's just our the filters that we have, you know, that that we can put on things and Make it seem like okay. There, it need, we need to have something like a 9/11 happen in order for for us to wake up. Um, and the thing is, there are 9/11s happening, you know, every day in in uh, like countries like Iraq, and that's that's you know that's what we're seeing with the the refugee crisis. You know, these people 
have experienced such uh such suffering and um you know it is it, it, the longer we deny uh things like that uh the more we're going to we're basically inviting you know those same things on ourselves mm-hmm. and i <laughs> hate to to think about you know w- what is coming to the united states because we have denied so much um and you know it's uh kind of horrific to to think about the consequences that you know the the people here are are going to be uh facing just a matter of you know um accepting this this psychopathic reality yeah this refugee crisis seems to me like it's a big test of the world um here are you going to side with with empathy and humanity and and help the refugees out, or are you going to be on the psychopathic side where you don't where you just want to kick them back out to their own country? It, it seems like a grand test in seeing how people are going to take sides. Which side are you going to choose? Yeah, it's not unlike uh, torture. Uh, you know, we're we're being asked to accept torture as a means for keeping uh keeping us secure. Uh what what side are you going to choose? Are you going to um I mean aside from the fact that there's so much data showing that information is unreliable uh coming from people who've been tortured, imagine the the depths of of uh of suffering that um that many people are being forced to endure um, because of it, um, and and the choices continue to be uh, presented to us. Well, did we have anything else we wanted to uh, discuss today? Any pieces of information? I think that about wraps it up. Okay. Just an interesting coincidence that happened on 9-11 in Saudi Arabia. Um, in the, uh, there was a massive crane that collapsed and killed about 107 people in the Grand Mosque in Mecca. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently some heavy equipment came crashing down after, uh, after a massive storm. A, a video of a lightning strike hit one of the cranes. And uh, the... Bin Laden Group is the giant corporation that was heading the two-year construction project to enlarge the mosque by 4.3 million square feet, which could accommodate 2.2 million Muslims. So it was just kind of interesting that that would happen on 9/11. Yeah, I'm I'm afraid the you know the government of uh, Saudi Arabia is also going to be one of those that that reaps what it sows. Mm-hmm. Uh, not unlike the U.S. Well, folks, that brings us to a close today at the Truth Perspective. Uh, I want to thank all our listeners. I want to thank Kent for calling in. Um, Shane, Karen, William, thank you, everybody. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. And don't forget, uh, behind the headlines tomorrow and the wellness show next week, Friday. Take care, folks.